Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Rickstecker Audio Journey on MikeRickstecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, Shauna Wankel, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole and a fantastic writer in her own right. So, yes, I am dressed up in the detective persona tonight um, because we're talking about solving the mystery of the paranormal. Um, and on the Facebook version, you just got the whole rundown for Hunt a Killer. I'll, it will when we put this up on YouTube, but we'll go ahead and put the discount codes and everything uh, up on there because it's a really cool mystery in a box thing that um, you guys really like. And we're going to preview that whole thing on our Amityville video coming up on the Hunter Road Media channel. Um, but solving the mystery of the paranormal. Um which is basically to me trying to figure out exactly what you know what is paranormal activity what is it that we're experiencing who are we experiencing there um at these different you know haunted locations maybe a spirit attachments um demons you know whatever there's a lot of different things that we experience when it comes to the paranormal and it's all very mysterious and we always say that everything's based on theories but at some point you know we we kind of have to start breaking down these theories and get to the root of the matter and i kind of started doing that shameless plug um mm-hmm. <laughs> with a walk in the shadows as we dive down the rabbit hole of shadow people and exactly who and what shadow people are so yeah pre-order until uh, January 21st when it actually uh, becomes officially for sale. Um, But yeah, so who and what are these things that we're actually experiencing? We take a, um, you know, it could be a a, a ghost, like a residual haunt, uh, just energy that's trapped within there. You know, it could be an intelligent haunt, something that's interacting with us constantly. You know, more of an intelligent haunt that's a spirit attachment like you and Molly. you know, there's uh, what we call, you know, we talked about it uh, last night, uh, about poltergeists. And, you know, there's poltergeists and poltergeist activity. So I figured that we'd just kind of, um, you know, dive into some of these different topics and just see where we get. I'm sure you guys are going to have um, lots of questions down there in the chat. Feel free to throw those out there. And, um and we'll see where it goes. So Robert Hanna is now saying that it's uh, unavailable now on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's confused about uh, <laughs> what to do with this because the uh, the pre-order dates got screwed up with the distributors. Barnes & Noble has it correctly for pre-order right now. So you can go to barnesandnoble.com and grab it there. Um, if Amazon's giving you fits. Uh, the, the pre-order for Kindle is like the one that was like completely successful <laughs> and didn't get totally screwed up. So... Um, well, yeah, official release date is January 21st. Um, so, solving the mystery of the paranormal. Um, let's throw this out there just real quick. Is this a mystery that can be solved or are we just going to be spinning our wheels? I mean, there are certain parts of the investigations that we do that you can solve a mystery. Um, like, like the grade school, mm-hmm. you know. Why are we hearing footsteps on a second floor when there's not a second floor? I feel pretty confident that that mystery was solved. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example. Yeah. Um, you know, or, you know, there's, there's going to be some times when every once in a while, one of them will throw you a bone, you know, and be like, give a name, you know, and then if you dig and you dig and you dig, because that's what you do when you're trying to solve a mystery, with paranormal and every once in a while something will pan out where you didn't even know this person existed you have a name you do some research and then you apply that you know don't don't sit on it and keep it to yourself use it whenever you go back to talk to this spirit don't wait for a tv show to snap it up oh look what i got (laughs) go back to where you got it in the past uh we've taking our audio recorder right back or taking you know where the spirits can hear the playback and be like you know this this is whenever i say we ask you questions and we have something that can record your answers 
you know, this is what it does. This is you. This is what you said, you know, is this you? You know, and we'll throw some names out. We threw some names out there of people that, you know, we thought that it might be. And, um, you know, we can never say anything is 100%, but uh, sometimes the reactions are pretty strong. So you have to assume that that's a positive reaction to something that you've just exposed them to, like with Molly. I don't know if that's her name, but it was a pretty strong reaction to it. So I'm going to go out on a limb and have a very strong opinion about that one. I'm going to assume that that's her name. Yeah, until something else proves you otherwise. Until something proves me wrong, and I could be way off. Yeah. I could um, be way off. Yeah, and that particular, the, the first example that you gave with the, uh, with the grade school, um, you know, I mean, it's still, we still don't know for sure whose residual energy is creating those footsteps, but we did solve, uh, at least for us, how we were hearing footsteps on a second floor that didn't exist. You know, it's a, it's a one floor school. We were hearing these footsteps from up above and checking out the the crawl space up there the attic space you know there's no there's no floor to walk upon so it's it's not like somebody could have been walking around up there and mysteriously died or something like that and their energy stayed up there to walk around i mean it's just it's just rafters up there in blown in insulation uh, so you're, you're not going to have that up there um, but through the research that we did there you know we discovered that okay the school was actually placed into an archaeological dig site so the land would have been higher uh before the school was built and given that it was a um an area rich with native american history um you know it's it stood to reason that there could have been a building because that was where our research was going was trying to find another building on that location yeah. and we were finding ones near it like the old high school was near it but not exactly on it yeah you um, could literally it was you know a right angle yeah you know I it was mean, adjacent to it yeah. adjacent to it. so it's just like boom you know you could stand in front of one and reach out and touch you know the other you were literally they were almost on the same property but uh what we were hearing was directly above us and not off in a distance so you know and then i remember you know time standing you know in the well it's a bar now but right. um you know even when it was really quiet you know you didn't really you know hear that same thing so it was definitely coming from over there oh sure and one of the few things your dad actually acknowledging okay i hear that one <laughs> yeah you know and i explained to him i was like it's not technically you're you're not interacting with a spirit you're interacting with energy of something that used to walk up there all the time. Only it's not up in there. Whenever I explained it to him, mm -hmm. what well, we figured out, and he was like, <laughs> he got that squinty eyes and they're thinking about it for a minute, you know? And I was like, I know, but that it, it is what it is. Yep. So that's what it is. So it stands to reason that a building that would have been on there to, to make those sounds for somebody to to walk and make those sounds would have been before the dig site um that there would have been something there because the level of the uh the ground was was higher and you can actually see the terracing still within the location of how they they dug and and uh created that location that site so um grand old folks betty Lange asked do we want it to be solved or do we just want to perpetuate the mystery a good question you know I, I mean i feel like there's always once one mystery is solved this universe is going to produce another one there's <laughs> always going to be a mystery we can't have all the answers i think whenever we stumble across the answers you know it's a mix of i feel like it's a mix of the universe allowing it so that we keep interested in it you know the universe wants us to be interested in stuff like that i believe I well believe. and you know, it could even be one of those that i mean i think <clears throat> human nature is that you know we we're curious um 
we're curious souls and we we want a puzzle to solve we want something to explore and i think when we've kind of conquered something if there isn't something else to go after then we kind of create it on our own um i don't know how many of you've uh watched memento but um it's a great point of where he's you know trying to solve the you know mystery of his wife's murder and it's getting pointed out to him along the way that he actually because he has short-term memory uh loss um or long-term memory loss you know or no he has long-term memories is short-term memory loss you can't make new memories basically what it is and so along the way um he's you know deleting information that he had had once before so he's you know perpetuating this mystery even though it gets shown to him later on that he had you know previously solved it and it's just this on and on and on a case he can never solve um so i think there is a degree to it that um humans want something to continuously seek but i think we're far from discovering what exactly is paranormal supernatural we have some ideas and we're still in that discovery mode um i I don't think we're like i said i think we have some good ideas but i don't think we're too close to like real solid answers i think it's like case by case like something like with that uh with the grade school like in that particular instance with that particular residual haunt i think we figured out what that was um didn't figure out who it was right yeah, we don't know whose footsteps it was, but how those footsteps are being made on a, a floor that doesn't exist. So, um, and Bree Jones is is maintaining her her longhouse <laughs> idea, <laughs> and it very well could have been. Yeah. Um, again, we don't know who or the exact building that had been there, but we have figured out how a building could have been there because um, otherwise it was just floating around in space <laughs> which didn't make any sense yeah and you know there had been another building or two but they'd all been uh one floor one mm-hmm. story so you know yes there had been another building but not not quite the building that we were looking for so yep uh robert hannah says or asks i know that poltergeist phenomena and poltergeist themselves are um I guess maybe they got mistyped. Uh, but are they usually just human spirits trying to get attention? Um, I guess I'll just talk about poltergeists here real quick. So with poltergeists, um, so a lot of people get confused between a poltergeist and a manifestation of PK activity. So they're two different things creating the same result. Um, so a poltergeist, a noisy ghost, is an actual spirit that is, you know, being noisy, throwing things around, things like that. There's also the uh, PK manifestation, telekinesis, in which a human being is, you know, manifesting that words, generating the things being thrown around and all and things like that. We call that quote unquote poltergeist activity. So they are with their telekinesis mimicking what a poltergeist would do so a poltergeist is one thing a person with telekinesis is one thing but they can both do the same activity so there you go um hope that clears it up i know a lot of people get con- confused on that one um so yeah andrea anger saying uh, mike looks like a 1940s detective hat with uh, detective with the hat well that that's <laughs> the look i'm going for is you know trench coat and fedora um sean whittington last night when i was on his show vegas supernatural um had made a remark that i haven't seen you wear the hat for a long time and it had been a long time since i'd worn the hat um we'll we'll use it for our um giveaways you know so usually there's like a bunch of names in the hat <laughs> and i just don't uh get rid of it um i'm just going as myself Going as I didn't realize there was a dress code. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> no, there's not a dress code, but um, but I am wearing a haunted road. You are wearing edge, edge of the rabbit hole, hole hoodie, so there you go. Haunted road media merch. That's so. right. That's right. Still so, and actually, tomorrow, speaking of the merch, tomorrow out on Spreadshirt, our merch shop, uh, we'll start a uh, sale for twenty percent off of everything. So, you didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> 
but that was a great segue right into that. Um, <laughs> I used to wear the hat a little bit more often, like really early in, in the days of the channel on YouTube. So, um, and in fact, the first manifestation of the channel, uh, I actually lost the hat for a while. This is another incarnation of it. Um, I have no idea what happened to the original. Um, and this really isn't, they, they call it a fedora, but it's not a real fedora. I, I call this a Walmart fedora. Um, but it's in similar style. So, um, all right. So, um, let's see if you guys have any additional questions. Yeah, Nick Moulet is like in the 20% off, which is good. I wish they had, would have had that like right before Christmas. It would have like really been helpful for people for gift ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Andrea saying, I wish the hats would be more back. And so, I, I mean, it, to each their own style, I guess. You know, these days I see some people wear it, some people not. Like our buddy Santiago Cirillo wears this style hat a lot. Mm-hmm. So, some people do. Um, it's just not like, like you were saying, dress code. It's not so much of that like it had been like in the 30s and 40s or whatever you know so um all right what else do we want to hit for um because there's so many different ways we could take uh trying to solve the mysteries of the paranormal because there's so many different topics we can hit um i think you know me personally and i talked a little bit about this on the podcast that i put out um earlier today where heading into 2020 this decade um you know i kind of reflected a bit back on the previous decade and you know how things have progressed with honda road media with my own personal research and i think a great example actually is you know this book here where this is kind of like the the primer it's kind of like the 101 book kind of gives you um you know the the basics of at least for shadow people um you know, here's all the different characteristics. That's like the first third of the book. Um, then gets into some other, I mean, we get into sleep paralysis, stuff like that. Uh, interdimensional beings, um, simulated universe type stuff. But it's really just kind of scratching the surface of all those different topics. It kind of puts ideas um, out there, you know, for people to further research and maybe start to make their own deductions, which, um, you know, to me was really kind of like the past decade. I think this decade in continuing on with Honor Road Media is we're going to be diving deeper into these uh, topics. Um, you know, we're going to be no longer just scratching the surface, but really, you know, doing the, the deep research to try to figure out what exactly is going on here. I mean, yeah, my, my big thing is the shadows, shadow people, all that. But even with our regular investigations, I think, you know, we we're getting deeper into you know how we investigate um yeah there's a we've used the gizmos and gadgets and things like that but i I think in our investigations we've been going more away from that lately but i think we've actually been getting better quality results getting away from all of those you know different crazy electronics yeah i mean really you know we need a a video camera to hopefully you know capture something on film and you know video camera provides audio but digital recorders to capture audio I would say you know even using a K2 if you're not next to it where then you know nothing's setting it off sometimes you know but there's a lot of times we've had to rule out you know, throw it out as evidence whenever it starts going off just because, uh, you know, you never know. So, um, yeah, there's there's no need to just have, you know, gadgets just all over the place. Some of them are going to be completely irrelevant. Um, and in my own personal opinion, stuff that I would never consider legitimate, but not everybody agrees with me and I'm aware of that and we're all aware of that. So, um, but trust your body first, you know, um, you're, you really are your own tool, your own instrument. Um, the human body can perceive things that sometimes, um, electronics cannot. So it's it's very frustrating sometimes. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot in the past about how your your body is <laughs> your best tool. And I think as we 
you know, continue down this path and keep exploring and keep researching. Um, we've talked before, uh, like one of our last shows um, uh, of 2019 was the connected universe. And yeah, I mean, your, your device might be able to pick up some EMF and, and stuff like that, but um, where we're really going to be tapping into more of the, the paranormal supernatural world is our connection to it, the way we connect to those different things that are going on. You know, whether that's a, um, you know, we could be tapping into a certain time and a place when, uh, you know, we've heard those stories about how you walk into a location, it seems like the, you know, the spirits there think that you're the ghost. And so that's you connecting with that location and with those people that had been there or maybe they're still there you know maybe you've gone back in time um and you know your your device isn't going to be able to generate that that's you connecting with it, your energy connecting with the energy that's there yeah um because well uh, for example when i saw byron every time we'd come in there we'd bring something and we'd always have to explain you know because you know they didn't know what that stuff was back then um, we're talking, you know, uh, mid 1800s or whatever. You know, they didn't. Well, they didn't have you know stuff like that in that small little you know area and back in that time. And so we would have to constantly explain what we were using when we used it, so that he would know they you know don't be afraid of it. You know, never bring something around you that is going to hurt you. So, um, but then I fully think that the day that I saw him is because I just told him it's just you and me kid <laughs> you know it's just me in here just you in here I don't have I don't have any of the toys any of the stuff that yeah I don't have anything in here with me it's just me and you if you let me see you right now not one single person's gonna see you other than me you know I'll count to three <laughs> and that's how it happened I think that since he thought it was just me and him in there I think that's why he allowed me to see him I think he allowed that to happen or somebody allowed that to happen mm -hmm. you know um, I think if given his own left to his own devices to make his own decisions as a kid a lot more stuff would have happened right but I think somebody allowed it because we weren't doing any of this stuff that they're not used to it's just just me and him so yeah you kind of have to keep in mind when you come in with you know all these gadgets <clears throat> and gizmos if you're trying to interact with somebody from 1700s 1800s even a hundred years ago um early 1900s they're not really going to understand what it is that you have in your hand you know you trying to say that you know this is a light you know make the thing light up they might not even understand the concept of lighting up because they may not have you know had <laughs> any sort of electronics or you know the electric light bulb or anything <laughs> at the time so how do you you know you you have to like really draw out and explain what it is when you know i've uh, i've sadly seen investigations where you know somebody's like well, can you make my k2 lighter uh, my my k2 meter light up and it's like you're, you're in a building that was built in 1750 they are not going to understand what a k2 meter is let alone make the thing light up you know so not you calling anybody out no not at all but I've, I've seen it happen um if you are a person that has done that, I will just say this. If you continue to do that, do it this way. Hold it up. You don't even know if they can see you. I have Sometimes I think they can. Sometimes I think they can't. But if you're going to ask them to perform something for you, then you hold it up. You'd be like, hi, this is me. You know, this is the room that I'm in. This is where I'm at in the room. This is what I'm holding in my hand. This is what color it is. This is what it's called. It's not going to hurt you. But if you do this... This is what's going to happen. You might think it's cool if you can see it. Don't even know if you can see it. But if you're going to please light my K2 meter up, you better explain it to them because they're not going to know what that is. And we can't yeah. just now, assume. If it's, if it's the spirit of a paranormal investigator, like somebody that you knew, yeah. that somebody that you'd known that had passed away, that had been a paranormal investigator, you could actually get away with saying that. And that's like one of the few cases. Yeah. And even just because not everything is 100% people like, you know, I know you know what this is, but just in case we have to have a refresher course, this is what I got, you know what it does, let's just make it happen, you know? <laughs> um, and sometimes it happens, yeah. you know? It really does. Um, 
So since we're on this topic of, of gadgets, um, Michelle Judkins Allison asked, and this is going to be your favorite question. I know, favorite I'm question. going to try to be so nice about it too because <laughs> I know people are watching and use them. Yep. Do you think spirit boxes are spirits speaking? No. No. Um, no I actually, we actually have a uh, an entire uh, Beyond the Shadows episode, maybe it was still Inside the Upside Down at the time, on breaking down how basically I don't believe uh, spirits speak in radio because in order for it to pick up on that, um, it has to get... Um, it has to be a radio signal that the device picks up on. You know, if you're talking about the classic, like ghost box that that cycles through the radio stations and all that. Um, you know, the other concept is that um, basically, like they know what the little pieces are going to be and somehow, you know, you know, arrange it all together the right way. Which I don't, I don't think that we could possibly do that. Um, also, when it comes to like the apps, I'll throw the apps in there as well. Being a, a programmer, I know how those could easily be manipulated to make it seem like there are spirits speaking through that and communicating. Um, now, I will say that like through something like white noise, I do believe that they could actually speak through white noise because basically that's just electricity through a wire to a speaker. Um, so... To, I, I'm fine with that. And I have, you know, had experiences where it's like, okay, that does seem like a response. But, you know, 99% of the time, no. And I know it's not a popular opinion because people really like to use those devices because it seems like they're having a conversation um, back and forth. And people like the whole idea of the immediate response. But um, I would, to me, you know, I guess playing it safer, which maybe not necessarily the the best term to use, but um, or something much more reliable uh, to me that if you want it almost like um, an immediate response would be to do a burst EVP session where you ask you know a, you know three questions over. I mean, it takes about twenty seconds, really twenty to thirty seconds. To ask a question, wait a, wait a few seconds, ask another, and you know I've been very successful uh, with that. Um, you know, quick example. Um, it's actually part of uh, Campfire Tales Midwest, the first story there, where we're in a cave down from where an old asylum had been, and they'd held the bodies in that cave. We're doing a burst EVP session, and we get this EVP that says, Go deep, where there is this little stream that's uh, running through there uh, up into the wall. And so we're like, Go deep. Well, maybe we need to get closer to the, the, um, the entrance of this, this creek coming through the wall. So we go up near that entrance another burst evp session and we get go deeper <laughs> it's like well nobody's gonna crawl up there but still it's like we're having a little bit of a conversation there we didn't need to use a gadget other than you know an audio recorder and to me that's much more reliable i mean i get it too you know i really want to have full-blown conversations with spirits too i do i really 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 do and sometimes i have them just in my head and that's very frustrating too because not everybody shares it it's just me saying, oh, yeah, I hear this. Well, you know, and then I second guess myself. Sometimes I'm like, well, what if I'm hearing it because my brain says I should have an answer because I just asked a question. So now what if my own brain is playing tricks on me? And I second guess myself all the time. Um, but those those boxes and the apps and stuff like that, I I in my own personal opinion, I find them 100% repulsive and I will not ever <laughs> use one, but I know other people do and I get why they do. I understand. Otherwise, if you don't have that immediate response, then unless you're hearing stuff inside your head or other stuff's going on, paranormal investigating is boring. <laughs> you know, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's not boring for me, but I can see how it would be, you know, for, for others who you know some people just doing it just because oh this is creepy cool let's do this well i'm not getting anything after five minutes see you later oh but wait a minute i have this oh someone's talking to me it's got to be a ghost no it does not or you wait ghost. around for the ghost radar to show you that yeah, somebody's nearby no. oh there's the new one there's the new one with the little oh pendant that lights up if there's a ghost nearby it, oh, okay <laughs> i'm gonna tell you this now we have a paracon coming up if just one of you shows up with that i'm gonna take it off i'm gonna throw it at your head do not show up with that and expect me to have any respect for you do not show up with that on 
That's funny. She's going to get violent on you. It's such a waste of money. And the same rules apply also, again, if you're on my team, do not fire up a ghost box or a ghost app because you will be sent to another team. Thank you. (laughs) It worked out just fine last time. Yeah, because we actually... um, saw a girl. Yeah, we were the non-spirit box group, and we saw the apparition of a little girl. Five of us did, so... That, yeah, that worked and out really And Dustin, well. who's down in there, that was his first one. Yep. So I feel like it was a productive evening. Well, another hot button topic for you, crossing over. Oh, man. I mean, that is that is a mystery. We're talking paranormal mystery, so how does the whole crossing over thing work? But this is actually really interesting. This is from Brent Burris. Uh, it says, one of our investigations, I caught an EVP, a spirit asking for help to the light. It really caught me off guard. Do you think that spirit... Uh, may have known I could help them. So I think, I mean, that's to me one Mm. of the few cases in which, because we've talked about the ethics behind crossing people over. That was a question that was brought up to me last night in the interview that I did. Um, To me, that's a case where it's like, okay, that spirit's actually asking for it. I mean, if they're, you know, at that point, I'd be like, look, I don't know where you're going to go, but if you see a light, go to it go i don't know what's in it i don't know what's on the other side of it and i would feel i would feel weird about telling one to go to it uh you're probably not going to see me walk into a building and just tell everybody hey everybody bye i mean yeah that's that's not gonna go to the light i mean or just i crossed it well i crossed you over well where did I just cross them over to? I don't know. I don't feel like I personally have that authority because I would never send somebody to somewhere where I had no idea what was going to happen to them. Yeah, and, and to me, it's it's a just question of, of ethics. You know, you know, forcing somebody to do something they may not want to do. There may be a reason that they're sticking around. Now, some people may not even realize that they, you know, have that they've died and you know there's also you know some ethics in that you know you know do you let them know that they're dead i i feel that you don't um maybe somewhere along the way as you're continuing to converse with them they'll figure it out and then maybe they'll want to go over but i don't think you should just you know push somebody across and i gave the example last night in that interview of um my grandfather when he passed away he hung around for a few years until my grandmother passed away and that was you know comforting comforting for her while she was in her last days just the way she was comforting for him even you know she was still alive in his last days so you know to me it would have been appalling if somebody would have come along while his spirit was there and forced him to move on somewhere and then my grandmother would have been without him and you know from a selfish point of view of course you know I would have missed my grandfather because he came to visit me he came to visit different aunts and uncles he was he was going around visiting people primarily my grandmother (laughs) until she passed away and then they both went on together haven't heard hide nor hair from them except for one visitation in a dream um you know since then so I I think you know spirits if they're still hanging around here, there's a reason for it. And I don't think it's up to us to just assume that while they're lingering around, we need to push them out or whatever. We, we can't assume what that reason is until we've done enough research, we've done enough investigating, we've had enough interactions with the spirit that we, okay, we know. I mean, you've gotten, you've had this attachment to Molly for, almost two years now it's been what, at least a year and a half since our you know two paracons ago you know you've had a lot of interaction with her but even in all that time you don't feel like you really know her all that well i don't so even it, know if that's her name yeah i mean so it's, you're assuming it is because of her reaction yeah to it but it takes a lot of time to, I mean, to really get to know some of these spirits she's been following me around for a while i can't tell you what her favorite color is I can't tell you. I can tell. I can tell when she's uncomfortable. Um, I, I can tell when she's uncomfortable. I can tell when she's just yeah. I'm just chill. <laughs> I'm just chilling because you're chilling or whatever. I can. I can tell. I know when I get upset. I can tell when she gets upset. I. I don't know if I told you that or not, but I'm starting to kind of uh, feel that stuff sometimes now. And so I kind of have to be like, you know, hey, I'm sorry, everything's okay. You know, we're, we're fine. We'll be fine, you know. And 
I've never, I've not even, I couldn't even tell you what she looks like. Every once in a while, I'll get like a little flash through my head and I'm like, maybe, maybe not, you know. Uh, I will say, um, I think she's here because she chooses to be. Uh, Obviously, you know, I didn't say, hey, you know, come with me. I just happened to notice I was seeing something that I wasn't seeing before and I just put the two and two together and then you know now I see it all the time and she doesn't get like way up close in my face or anything but she's just kind of in the perimeter she's usually just you know a little bit away just from wherever I'm at and um I think whenever it's her time to go uh, it's it's her time to go. Whenever she doesn't want to follow me anymore, or whatever, whatever it is that she's waiting for, you know, I can't say. Well, maybe she was just waiting for someone to notice her. Now that I've done that, now I'm keeping her here. Right. You know, uh, it's like, you know, I, I hope that's not true. You know, I feel like, I feel like if if she wants to go, she'll go. And I've told her, you know, it's like. You know, I'll sit down and talk. I feel like I'm talking to myself, but I'm really talking to her. I sit down, you know, sometimes and be like, hey, um, you know, I really enjoy, you know, your company. I enjoy that you're around. Uh, I wish that you talked more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I wish that you would answer some of my questions, you know. Um, But if you ever need to, if you ever feel like you need to leave or you need to go somewhere else, then go. You know, like leave me a sign or something. But just if you've got to go, go. Um, I've had I've had very you know heart to heart talks with her about stuff. It's like I'm just going to talk to you guys. You know, you probably already know the answer to this, <laughs> and you can't tell me. But um, you know, this this is what I feel like is what's going on right now. You know, if you can answer me, great. You know, I, but if you can't answer me, you know, I just want you to know that I I don't want to keep you here. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, we have, I don't know. Yeah, we have a couple of related questions to all this. So I'll throw both of them out here at the same time. This is from uh, Zippy. I was watching another YouTuber the other day. He had a medium, and this medium said, no spirit can be helped to cross over unless on their own power. Is that true? And then Kathy Siliento, devil's advocate here, uh, can we make them leave? I don't believe we can tell them, shoo, if they don't want to go. So... You know, those are those are very good questions, and um, you know, I've I've been there in the room when you know people have you know made others cross over, um, and I'm you know I, I I take it kind of with a grain of salt. Um, you know, those that were performing the ceremony said that you know they opened up some white light and they asked them to move on. And they went on. It's, uh, the the most that I kind of felt was. You know, we kind of opened up this circle. You know, we had we we're in a circle. We opened up the circle, and I did feel uh, something pass by me. I'd already known the spirit was in the room. I could feel that that spirit was in the room. Um, as far as the whole crossing over thing, I don't know because it's like it's not like I saw a white light, um, and I certainly didn't see the ascension of something into this white light. Um, you know, can we force somebody to go if they don't want to go? That's a good question because I believe that we have free will. So, you know, can a spirit, if somebody's trying to make them cross over, just, you know, give give that person the finger? Probably. I would. <laughs> if someone, you know, told me, you know, up my business, hey, it's time to go. Especially if I wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, if I'm being a pain in your ass, you know, and I'm deliberately trying to do things that are mean and to hurt you and you tell me to get, get stepping, yeah, I'm probably going to, uh, I, I put up a little bit of a fight, you know, but I probably go. I mean, what, now the one at the house in Alton. I I mean, I screamed at that one, you know, because that one was not there when I got there. Um, it was just one of those passing through spirits and it was doing things that it should not have been doing. And, you know, messing with my stuff in the kitchen, trying to ruin my Thanksgiving dinner. I was <laughs> mad. Oh, my God, I was so mad. And I was so tired. Because I sat in that kitchen all damn night. But every time I leave the room, it would turn my roaster off. And, and it yeah. was starting to really piss me off. And then and then it was behind me when I got out of the shower. And that really pissed me off. So 
and it just kind of all came to a head and I didn't even realize how much the energy in the house had changed until I put my foot down and told it you know you're you know you do not live here you do not belong here you have not always been here so you are no longer welcome here and I itemized ticked off the list of all the things I was like it's not okay I'm not doing it anymore go you know and then for some reason I thought that you know using loud decibels would do the trick and so I <laughs> you're did. yelling at it I did. oh I screamed at it I know my neighbors heard me and they're a band mm-hmm. my neighbors were in a band and they played constantly until I went over and shut them up but uh and, and I'm sure they heard me you know but then after that I didn't even realize that it was uh I didn't realize how heavy it was in that house until after because um, even though the lights were on, it was all of a sudden a little lighter, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it just wasn't so hard to breathe in there anymore. And I did, I just, I didn't realize, you know, and there was it a demon. No, <laughs> you know, um, I think it was just a really, it's a nasty person. Just, it was a jerk. Just an asshole. Yeah. And, and I, there's something that's, it, it's different. Um, there's a difference between crossing somebody over and just booting them out of your house. Like when we've done uh, house cleansings, you know, the, the episode that we did for uh, Animal Planet, The Haunted, we had Carl Johnson come out. That cleansing that we did in that house, we pushed it out of the house and off the property. We don't know where it went. We weren't trying to like cross the thing over somewhere or whatever. We were just getting it off of the property to stop bothering the family. Um, another great example is when, um, you know, the hitchhiker that we had in the car. Oh, my God. And we're just like, nope, <laughs> you need to get out of the car. I mean, we were just at a rest stop. I don't know if it jumped in at the rest stop or while we were driving just <laughs> afterward. But all of a sudden, boom, there was something there. And it's like, it put its hands on me. I was yeah. I was like, no, I blew it off because I was like, well, maybe, maybe it was my hair. And then it happened again. I'm like, no, no, this isn't happening. And then all of a sudden, it was a very, it was a. It was a, yep, I'm back here. You got it right the first couple of times, grab. And I'm like, something just touched me in the back seat. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it needs to go. It needs to go right now. And I was like, you know, op- we open the doors. <laughs> we're just like, go, 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 go. Uh, yeah, so we booted it out of the car. Uh, didn't Didn't send it on to the next, you know, realm level, whatever. It just got out of the car. Um, you know, my question is for people who cross people over, how do you know where they went? <laughs> what are you where crossing them over to? Right. What, what are you crossing them over to? And how do you know they got there? Yeah. It's, you know, this is all legitimate questions now. Yeah. And, and not, I've always questioned the process. So the person's supposed to envision the white light to push this person through the white light well like i said being a part of those i don't see the white light so how do i know that this spirit is seeing the white light in order to cross over to it so a lot of questions uh with the entire process so you could chalk it up to again another mystery of the paranormal or supernatural um i mean i'm sure it's a pop it's a popular ability to have you know (laughs) and i mean so, in Kathy Siliento says, Mike, okay, I hope this is not getting too picky, but what if um, I felt in the circle group, or what if what I felt in the circle group was just the energy of all the people there standing together, and that's what you felt? Well, I mean, there is something to be said for, like, group psychosis and, um, you know, people projecting their own energy to create something. Now, um, the one example that I gave, I had already felt this entity's energy within that room. It was kind of hanging out. Um, on the one side of the room and there was like a doorway to a bathroom and all that and it was over there and I, that's kind of where I was investigating and when we opened that circle it did feel like it passed by me now the whole moving on somewhere or whatever I don't know because I didn't see it or witness it or anything like that and I haven't been back to the uh, building since unfortunately which I would love to in order to see if he's still there <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I mean that there's something to be said for everybody's energy playing off of each other. And there, there is something to be said for, for group psychosis in, in some of these cases. Yeah. That's, that's why like, 
Like the other night. Like the other night, yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's a great example. Because <laughs> you can put a thought into somebody's head. You know, it's kind of like an inception. If I tell you don't think about elephants, what are you thinking of? Elephants. Elephants. <laughs> um, but the other night, really weird, uh, we had, um, what were we doing out here? We are doing something out here. Um, in any case, we had gone through the uh, the garage. Light was not on because it was still daytime. Oh, we went out to the um, freezer to, to get something for dinner or whatever. Um, but it was light in the um, outside, and so there was enough light in the garage. We didn't have to turn the light on. So we go back inside. Um, I forgot something out there. I went back into the garage, and the light was on, and then it turned off. The switch was in the off position, so it was just the light was on, and then all of a sudden it was off. I was like, what in the heck was that? So, you know, I called Shauna over, told her what happened, but it compromised the situation. She, and, he, and he asked me, do I feel anything? I was like, well, now I'm expecting to. Right. So if I do feel something, I'm going to have to blow it off because, you know, did my body, now my body is pre-programmed that something's in there. So then am I also going to be programmed to feel something? And is it going to be a false positive? So now I got to blow it out, blow it off. So now I'm not going to go and check it out, you know, but then, and then I stepped in and I'm like, nope, I don't feel anything. But was there really anything there? Or did I just flip the switch mm -hmm. and be like, nope, nope, we're not going to feel anything because we're supposed to feel something. Right. You know, so then it was like an internal, like a back and forth thing in my head. And I just went back inside because I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, all right, let's get to uh, some of these other questions because we're kind of winding down. We've spent a lot of time here on, you know, crossing over and things like that, which, you know, the focus was, you know, supposed to be paranormal mysteries. And that is a mystery of the paranormal and supernatural world as to what exactly happens there when these people do attempt that. We don't really know. That um, is an awesome name. <laughs> what? Cherry Snot. I love oh, that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, but we're talking. I was well, reading. Well, let me. Let me get into some of these questions that we've had for a while sitting here. So um, it was Zippy Davis. It was, I got to scroll back up here. Um, well, actually, before that, Katie Birdie wanted to know, does, do the hoodies run small? Yes, you can order a small hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think should, do they run small in size? I ordered a size larger than what I would normally wear just in case. I think you should do Whenever you order something online, you should do that anyway. Um Zippy Davis asked, though, the difference between a demonic haunting and a poltergeist. So a demon is something that has never walked the earth as a human. A poltergeist. Remember, we talked earlier the difference between a poltergeist and the PK manifestation of poltergeist activity. So, but in both cases, they're human. So a poltergeist being a, quote-unquote, noisy ghost would be, you know, somebody that had been a human in life and then somebody manifesting, uh, you know, manifesting poltergeist activity uh is a human themselves so um so you see the differences right there a demon is just not even human at all while the others originate um from some sort of human spirit or a living human so um betty lange had asked do you feel community sharing helps to better understand or solve some activity yeah I, I think so. I think uh, coming together and discussing these topics and bouncing ideas off of each other uh, is definitely healthy. Um, I know a lot of people that will hold back on you know, evidence that they've collected um, and, and things that they've experienced because they're holding out for you know some sort of television show gig. I've seen that so many times where um, you know somebody was going live and they captured this activity. And I'm sitting there watching. I was like, whoa, that was pretty cool. And they take it down because they're trying to get a hold of a television show and be like, look, I'm the awesome investigator. You want me on your show? Look what I captured, you know, before. And, and some people get afraid that people are going to steal it and lay, came, lay claim to this is what I captured. I mean, I throw everything out there. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, to me, if, if you're going for the whole television show thing anyway, it's just throw it out there because they're not looking for you know, what you have in the reserve tank. They have to find you to begin with. And, you know, like the whole Alaska Triangle thing, they found me from one of our least viewed videos, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. But I happened in that particular video to, to cover a topic they were looking for. So you never know. So people that hold it back for that reason is, I mean, for one, it's vain. And um, for two, yeah, I mean, you're not doing the, the any service for the community if if you are in it for the right reasons which is to 
try to discover what these different mysteries about the paranormal are, you don't have all the answers. You know, you have to you have to do research. You have to um, you have to talk to other people who may have already had some of these other experiences. It's you know, a walk in the shadows. This is. The experiences in this book are not just my shadow person experiences, even though I've had a lot of experiences with shadow people. Uh, there are experiences from people from all over within this book as well, because I haven't had a, an experience from all the different types of shadow people that are out there. Plus, there's a lot of uh, great examples of of uh, shadow person activity in certain situations that I have not yet been in. And so it's a it's an interesting study. Um you know, talking to all these other people with their experiences in, I mean, really discovering that <laughs> there's a lot more we don't quite yet understand about these type of entities, but you get a better idea and a better picture when you talk to more people. So, all right. Um, and on that topic, uh, Leslie Fear, uh, Mike, shadow people don't always have to be evil or demons. They can just be spirits trying to scare us, correct? Um, that is correct. Uh, and shadow people don't even necessarily have to be trying to scare you. Sometimes you walk into a room and a shadow darts across the room. And it's like you scared it. So that's a common misconception about shadow people. And I have a chapter in there. You know, are are they evil? Um, there's even a chapter in there on demons. Um, no, they're they're not all evil. Um, it it to me they're like. People. I mean, they're a different type of people. They're shadow people, right? Um, but they have their own free will. They have their own ideas and grand schemes and plans or whatever. Some are good, some are bad, just like people are. So it's overly simplistic. Some people are good, some people are bad. Some shadow people are good, some shadow people are bad. It's just, you know, depends on the shadow person themselves. So um, let's see. <laughs> Dustin, got a question for you guys. If you pass away, can you jump planes? Like pass away at the place you're at, then jump to a friend's. Um, <laughs> actually, when I first read that, I thought he meant airplanes. <laughs> like, could you start like jumping Maybe on another plane of existence? <laughs> another plane of existence. Um, you know that that's a good question. Can we start traveling interdimensionally? Perhaps. Uh, perhaps we can. You know. There's there are some theories out there that um, you know everything right now is concurrent. So even if you even if you do pass away, everything's happening at the same time. So those different planes of existence are already there, and so you can kind of just slip right into them. Um, so possibly, yeah. That's some of that deeper research that I was talking about earlier that we need to do. Um, let's see, we asked these. Um, Tom McNicholas, I believe that when you die, you're visited by a shadow person called the Grim Reaper and takes you to that interdimensional realm. Um, so I also cover that in here. Grim Reaper is not a shadow person. Um, a Grim Reaper is actually a psychopomp. He's the representation of death. A lot of people confuse him with a shadow person because of the way he dresses. He kind of dresses like a hooded figure type shadow person, but he's a different entity entirely. So... Um, and that's how it happens in the movies, though. So maybe that's how it happens in reality. Well, and even in the movies, Grim Reaper isn't a shadow person. Grim Reaper is Grim Reaper. Oh, no, I mean, you know, shows up with a... Can't even see its face. Well, yeah, I mean, he, that's that's why people yeah. think that he's a shadow figure, but he's not. He's not. He's, he's his own thing. Um, he's not even... He's not even... Like people talk about, you know, all shadow people being evil or bad or whatever. They're not. Grim Reaper is not bad. He's just doing his job. You know, it, when somebody's time, it's time for them to go. And he's like, okay, I'm here. Let's go. You know? Well, maybe he's, he's good, you know, because he's making sure you're not alone. That's got to be scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me take your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So let me see if you guys have any other questions here at the end. I think Shauna needs to get in. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually at night, whatever this crud is, is always worse at night. So. Right. All right. Um, let me see. Just once more through here. Cherry Snot has some interesting stuff in here. All right. <laughs> really. Well, if you can find it, then we'll hit it real quick. Well, it's but, um, like all through here. All right. So. 
Oh my God. And there's the demon stomach. So yeah, we need to get Shauna in. She's got sinus stuff going on. She's got the demon stomach going on. I can only imagine what the podcast is going to sound like. <laughs> we, um, she was. Well, sleep. if there's any final questions, throw them down there and we'll there's, cover it. Uh, I want to explore more on my sleep paralysis demon. It's not like the old hag stories of paralysis, but mine calls my name in corners and I can't move. So that's pretty. Okay, interesting. that's that's interesting. Yeah, they have an entire section in there on sleep paralysis. The uh, I'll say this: the uh, medical community, um, they try to pawn off uh, shadow people experiences as hallucinations during sleep paralysis. Now, I've had many shadow people experiences, and I've also had sleep paralysis. Never together. Um, the sleep paralysis uh, moments that I've had never had any type of shadow entities, and all the shadow people. Uh, experiences I've had never had sleep paralysis so they're wrong <laughs> um, I also I also throw this at them that um, hey you know why is it with your idea of you know saying it's you know sleep paralysis hallucinations all that um, I dream of all kinds of stuff they, they, basically they're saying that um, you're in caught in that state between sleeping and awake and your dream is basically playing out as a hallucination inside your bedroom but you know i dream of all kinds of different things you know there could be trees in my dream airplanes flying overhead motorcycles whatever but it's always a shadow person that that shows up right um i've had dreams of being on stage with motley crew but i've never woken <laughs> up to you know the crowd of ten thousand people and pyrotechnics going off and you know, loud music. No, this never happened. So <laughs> as cool as that would be. Um, so <laughs> yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, all right. Let me scroll through here one last time. Um, all right. So Zippy, what does it mean if you have a dream and it feels like it's happening in real life? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it could be a very fantastic lucid dream. Uh, it could just, you know, straight up be a dream. Uh, sometimes it could be a look at a past life. You know, I've had that happen before. Um, I've actually experienced a past death in a dream. Uh, not fun. Um, so there's a couple of different things that uh, that it could mean. And I see some people down there... Uh, Agreeing with me, I guess Cherry's not agreeing with me that uh, the medical explanation is not true. Yep, it's not true. Yeah, it's not true. Um, and well, Stacy Comiskey saying I had sleep paralysis was not fun. That's true. Um, actually, real sleep paralysis is not fun. Um, the first time it ever happened to me, I was in a very compromising position. I was actually sitting down, and I was consciously awake, but my body was so exhausted it just shut down, and basically everything to me was was dark. Um, I could hear everything going on around me, but I couldn't move. I was scared. I didn't know if I was going to get out of it. So yeah, I was terrified. What? I saved you. <laughs> what do you mean you saved me? Yeah, I did. I was like, my. Oh, that was a different time. I'm oh, talking about the first about... time I ever had sleep paralysis, oh, which okay. I, I mean, we that was like 20 last, years old. The last weird one that's in there. Yeah. Well, like that one. was a whole, that was a whole Ooh. weird dream. Yeah. I had that actually, so... that was within the dream. I was paralyzed. Now that was weird. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. We'll get to um, some shout outs. Oh, there's Justin Brown. <laughs> Where you been, Justin? Justin usually has some good questions. Um, all right. So uh, we'll go ahead and do some shout outs here. So um, as we finish up, um, so I did reference Walk in the Shadow a few times here. It's coming out January 21st. This is a, a proof copy. Some copies did leak early. Um, the dates got screwed up a little bit with the distributor. They are now correct. But like Am some people have pointed out that Amazon is kind of acting real funky right now because of that. Um, Barnes & Noble is correctly uh, displaying the pre-order right now. You can pre-order it on Kindle. Books a Million has it correctly from what I understand as well. Um, Amazon's a little hokey right now with it but january 21st is the official release date for walk in the shadows um at the beginning of the show i had the hunt to killer stuff uh that we talked about real quick so the, the links are down there uh in the description for that uh we'll be doing more on that here in our uh amityville uh episode coming up on friday night ghost frights uh which you can find at the hunter road media youtube channel so this video here 
when it does hit YouTube, will be going on the edge of the rabbit hole channel. So that's our new channel that we branched off from uh, Hunter Road Media. So if you've not yet, please go ahead and subscribe to that. Get on that because that's where uh, the edge of the rabbit hole is going live from now. And then the recordings of this uh, go up there. So that is the new plan.